Okay, so, you know, as a church over these last few months, we've been going on an adventure in prayer, haven't we? Prayer is a wonderful adventure. It's a journey we're going to continue this morning, and hopefully it's a journey we're going to be continuing for the rest of our lives, because when we pray, things change. When we pray, we release the power and authority of heaven to be outworked on this earth, in our lives, in those we know, in those we don't know. When we pray, we bring the perfect rule of heaven to be outworked on this earth. What an amazing privilege that is. What an adventure. Do you think when you sit down or when you stand up or when you walk around and you just start praying to God, this is incredible that I get to do this? It's a privilege. This morning, we're going to focus primarily on how prayer changes us. We know prayer changes circumstances and situations. We have testimonies almost every Sunday, don't we? That God's broken in. God's done something in my life. But prayer also changes us. One of the wonderful ways this world gets impacted It's by the way we get changed and become answers ourselves to those very prayers. Prayer changes us, firstly, because as we go deeper into prayer, so we get a greater understanding of the God we pray to. As we start to spend time in communion with him, as we start to get more and more into the word, we get a greater revelation of the awesome God we are praying to. Matthew 7, Jesus says this, reading from verse 7. I'm going to read in the, in the message. It says, don't bargain with God. Be direct. Are you direct and specific in your prayers? Ask for what you need. This isn't a cat and mouse hide and seek game we're in. If your child asks for bread, do you trick him with sawdust? Anyone done that? Kids, have your parents done that? Not yet. Don't want to give you ideas. If he asks for a fish, do you scare him with a live snake on his plate? Ben wants a snake, don't you? Preferably not one on your plate. As bad as you are, you wouldn't think of such a thing. You're at least decent to your own children, hopefully. So don't you think the God who conceived you in love will be even better? Just think about that for a moment. God does not play tricks with us. You know, when we approach him in prayer, we don't have to worry about what mood he's in. We don't have to worry whether, whether we're good enough to get his attention. I've blown it this week. He's not going to listen to me. No, he's a loving, heavenly father. He doesn't stand far off and let's see how long you struggle for. He doesn't play games with us. He doesn't tease us. He is a God of amazing love. He's not a pick and mix God. He doesn't, oh, I'm going to give blessings to you and see how you deal with that. He he doesn't play games with us. Let me illustrate. As I said, I've got some jelly beans here. Who likes jelly beans? 
Oh, there's a few hands going up. These are pretty awesome jelly beans. Pretty awesome jelly beans. In it, I can't actually read what's on it, because if I do that, I'll tip it all up. But I've written down some of the flavors. Ready? Tutti Frutti flavor. Ooh. I don't know what that is, actually. Cherry. Yeah. Lemon marshmallow. Candy floss flavor. Watermelon, my personal favorite. Hands up who would like to try one of these. Okay. Before you come up, because you are very welcome to, perhaps I should also mention that there are some other flavors in here. Because we got this at Disney World. Shall I mention some of the other flavors? Earwax flavor. Yeah, anyone for earwax? Earthworm? Earthworm flavor, anyone? My personal favorite, rotten egg. Can I mention this on tape? Bogey flavor? There are some worse ones, believe me. Who would still like to try one? Oh, you are brave. You are brave. If you're quick, come on up and grab one. Shall I try one? I'm still a child. My father's still alive. And even though God's still alive. Shall I try one? I'm going to try one. You've got to. You there can't go. offer it to everybody else. Go on then. Okay. Here we go. I'm going to close my eyes. Bubblegum flavour. What has all that got to do? Oh no, it's banana flavour. Or is it earwax? I don't know. It's yellow. Anyway, what has that got to do with prayer? I think sometimes, I can't speak now, can I? I think sometimes we can approach God in prayer a little bit like we have just approached that box of assorted jelly beans. In other words, unsure of what we're going to get. Am I going to get a blessing or actually because of my performance, because God is judging me, I'm going to get something bad? What have we just read? How much more, the NIV says, will our Father in heaven give good things to those who ask? The thing is, when we approach God in prayer, sometimes we can start looking inward and say, well, maybe I deserve a bit of earthworm. Truth is, we all deserve a bit of earthworm. But because of Christ Jesus, we don't have to impress God because he is totally, the Father is totally impressed with the Son and we are in Christ. We don't have to impress God. He is loving. He is always for us. And the truth is, it's, prayer is all about his faithfulness. It's all about his character. It's all about Christ's performance. It's not about our own performance. That is why we can come before God in prayer confidently. You know, on top of that, you know what? Our Father is massively wealthy. We are talking properly, never run out wealthy, loaded to use slightly more modern phrase. And what's even more amazing is that if you have surrendered your life to Jesus, you have come into that inheritance. You have inherited the wealth of heaven. It is yours in Christ. That's why 2 Peter 1.3 says, His divine power has given us 
everything we need for life and godliness. It is available to us. In other words, we are able to avail ourselves. It's available, yes? It's, we're able to avail ourselves to the riches of heaven. Hebrews 4.16 says we can come before this throne with confidence. With confidence. You know, aren't you glad God sits on a throne of grace, not a throne of judgment? It's a throne of grace. And we can approach this throne of grace with confidence. Why? Because it's already ours in Christ. It's already ours in Christ. Why don't we just shout out some of the things, good things, that God has given you. Even this week, you know, it might be peace in a certain situation. Well, come on, be bold. Let's just shout out a few things. What has God given you? Family. Your wife. Awesome. Friends. Great. Anyone else? Children. Sorry? Peace. It's a big one, isn't it? We live in a very stressful age. Isn't it good that we can know the peace of God in any and every situation? We can have courage when we're in a fight and God gives us boldness. We, we can know that rest in our busyness. We can know guidance in our confusion. We can know healing in our pain. We can know endurance to finish the race. Isn't God good? And we access this through prayer and we can go to him in confidence because we've already inherited it in Christ. Every good thing. He's promised to guide you. He's promised to uphold you. He's promised to defend you. He's promised to fight for you. He's promised to never, ever leave you. What a father. Jesus said in Matthew 6 when he was teaching us the Lord's Prayer, he said, don't babble on like pagans, you know, trying to impress God with these wonderful long prayers. As I said, we can't impress God. God's already impressed with Jesus. And we pray in Jesus' name. We are hidden in Christ. One of Paul's favorite phrases for us. Don't be like them. For your Father already knows what you need. As David said, you know, before a word is even formed on my mouth, you know it completely. Isn't that wonderful? He already knows what we need. And the more we come to God in prayer, the more we get to know his character in his words, the more that will shape our understanding and our experience of who he is, the more that will build our faith and enable us to speak prayers of authority, to speak prayers of real faith that will bring down walls and change our hearts. We can trust him. He won't hand out earwax flavor. What's your view of God? When you come to him in prayer, is there a sense of, I'm a little bit unsure? Do you trust him in every circumstance of life? Do you, do you believe that he delights in you and he wants you to delight in him? Do you believe that you always have his ear? Do you believe that? Do you believe that his eye is always on you? He sees you. Do you believe his plans are always for your good? Amen. Oh, how much more? 
How much more will your Father who is in heaven give good things to those who ask? Prayer shapes our view and our experience of God. But secondly, prayer also shapes our own wills and our desires. It shapes our vision of God. It also shapes our hearts. As we approach this throne of grace, 2 Corinthians 3.18 says, The more we ourselves are transformed from one degree of glory to another. Isn't that amazing? I mean, think of yourself as this wonderful guitar string. Okay? This is you. It's a very nice guitar string. Bronzed, slightly corroded, but a lovely low E guitar string. Guitar strings are designed to resonate and make a beautiful tone. You ready? Ready to hear this resonate? It's going to be beautiful. It's bronzed. Ready? Oh, hold on, Ben, do you mind helping me? Just pull it really tight. They've got to be tensioned, haven't they? Ready? Ah. Oh. That's a bit disappointing. Sorry, Ben. Do you want to sit down again? Thank you. Um, okay. Do you know what that says to me? That says to me that when we come to God under our own strength, constrained to our own wills, our lives will not resonate in the way God has created us to be. You say, well, I'm free. You know, I like to live my own life. Actually, Unless we're constrained to God's will, we will never truly resonate. We will never truly fulfill our full potential, what we were created to be. When we come to God in prayer, though, with our plans and our dreams and our requests to the God who already knows every need and every thought that's even been formed before we've even thought of it ourselves, when we come to that God and lay them before him and surrender to his will and his plans and say, God, you know my desires, but your will be done in me and through me, we'll become a string like on Tim's guitar. Tim, would you like to demonstrate this is the same string. If you just play a low E, I think this is... Um... Do you think this is going to sound a bit better? Maybe. 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 <laughs> Tim, there's a lot of pressure on you now. Ready? Oh. This is, uh, that's rich. That's very rich. That's lovely. So that is what we're like. When we come in line with God's will, with God's tuning, if you like, that's when we start to pray what's on God's heart. That's when we start to pray with his compassion and his desire for mercy and justice. God starts putting burdens on our heart and we start to resonate in tune with his heart. And you know what? As we continue to grow in prayer, as we continue to submit to his will in prayer, we find we're not just in tune with the Holy Spirit, but we also start to realize we're starting to pray in harmony with one another. Yes? Do you want to play some chords? Some love, what, your favorite chords? We start, all our prayers start to go in harmony with each other because we're all in line with God's will. We all might be praying slightly different things, but we're all in harmony with God's will for His earth. 
You know, it's about yielding to God. You can carry on playing, actually. It's quite nice. Um, you know, it's, it's all about being in harmony, yielding to God, surrendering to his will, trusting in his goodness and his wisdom. It's an attitude of, God, you know my desires. As I said, you, you know my needs, even before I do. And I bring them before you. You be glorified. That's when prayer becomes beautiful music. That's when this, our prayers become a, a, a wonderful song that rises up to heaven, beautiful to God's ears. You know, and it's this song of faith and trust in God that has the power to transform cities and change cultures and change people's lives. Thank you, Tim. Give Tim a round of applause there. So we're going to go into a period of just uh, going to some different prayer stations in a moment. Can I encourage you? Get stuck in. Pray for these different situations we'll explain in a moment. But please be open to God to change your heart. As you pray for these different situations, be open for him to plant seeds to change your will, really, to plant. Maybe God will put some burdens on our hearts. Maybe some of you younger ones, as you pray for different church plants in different cities, God will put a burden on your heart for that city. Wouldn't that be amazing? Even this morning, God plants a seed for a particular city. Be open. As we start praying for the Christmas season, be open for God to actually put boldness in your heart to invite that friend, that neighbor, to be the answer to your prayers when you pray, God, will you just fill this room with people to hear your truth? God will just say, I'm going to change your heart. I'm going to give you boldness to be able to step out and actually ask that neighbor, ask that friend. You can be the answer to your own prayers. Get engaged and allow God to change your heart. Allow your heart to resonate in tune with his. Amen? Amen. You know, I, I believe God was going to drop some fresh vision into our hearts this morning. I really believe that. Let's just allow our wills to be in tune with his, to be constrained in his, because that's where true freedom comes. This isn't freedom. That's freedom. When we're constrained to God's will, that's when we resonate in the way we were created to be.